0: It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're joined by Chris Rohde from uh, Cannabis. We're going to get all into cannabis-infused beverages, so let's just get right into it. Hey, Tom, Mickey, and Chris, what's up?
2: What's up? What's up? Just uh, reading my, my sister got me a Christmas gift, and I'm also wearing a Christmas <laughs> sweater because we're going to talk about cannabis beverages all day. And, and this is an interesting one. It's from Bong Appetit. And it kind of gives you the, um, the milliliters. So, like, you can actually titrate it a little bit better. That's one of the more difficult things in the cannabis beverage world. And so, like, I have some tincture here. And I made sure to do some rough math. But I'm going to make one. Nice.
1: Nice. Cheers. You know, please, yeah. please, by
2: all means. Yeah, it's uh, this is some what, – what's this trim? Three Barrows OG trim. So, it's, a, it's an auto flower. And, of course, um, you know – OG Kush is clone only, so it's it's not, but it's close. It's it's kind of gassy. It's it's good, and then uh, you just nice. uh, there you go. Probably about cheers. like yeah, maybe just nice. a few milligrams in there. But uh, Chris, thanks for joining us, man.
3: Hey, man, thanks for having me. Cheers, cheers. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, cannabis beverages, like it's 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 a thing. It's going to be a thing even more so. I mean, um, um, I think. Of uh, of a lot of the uh, edibles, I think beverages are are particularly approachable. You know, it's uh, a lot easier. I mean, there's a few you know humps that some folks have to get over. You know, you know, taste what goes into it and and effects and stuff like that. But yeah, cannabis beverages mean, uh, is for real.
2: We got over the taste of alcohol.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> didn't what
2: take too terribly run? long. You know, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> go back in the wayback machine here, and I'll travel back to the '90s when I had my first beer. Well, <laughs> even you, know, <laughs> you
1: oh, go ahead, Mickey. Yeah, I was just saying when you, when you say taste, though, you know, because uh, like just now you you did a, a, a tink to your drink, mm-hmm. and tincture. Uh, one of the Chris, we talked in the green room. You're a sommelier, but do you, are you familiar with, like the actual extract process? Because some of the best hot chocolate I ever had was from Willie's Reserve out here at a party where it was just little packets that we had to add, and it was crystal infused, you know, THC CBD uh, powder. And, uh, you know, the liquid versus the powder in the mixture to make your drink, I always think is fascinating.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, crazy stuff are going on uh, as far as infusion is concerned. You know, with the with the tinks, yes, you're going to be, you know, you're adding your, your THC or CBD with it, but you're also adding green alcohol to whatever you're, you know, uh, you're having with that. So, you know, and that's going to, you know, punch up. I'm sorry? This is made from glycerin,
2: and so it depends on what your solvent is. Um, when you're doing your extracts for your tinctures, and so there, you can use an Everclear extract to do a green dragon or um, you know that type of extract because it's the the solvent needs to have that right polar uh, polar whatever the heck it is. I haven't taken chemistry in forever, but uh, <laughs> cannabinoids don't die, uh, dissolve in water, and, uh, right. and so like you're right. usually going to use a butter, a fat, uh, an alcohol, or you could use a sugar alcohol called glycerin. And those glycerin ones, they dissolve better into water, so you have a little bit better of a suspension, and uh, they're sweet. So glycerin is a very sweet right. flavor. It's a sugar alcohol. Uh, so if you want to make a, uh, a an alcohol-free, well, it's a sugar alcohol, but still an alcohol-free uh, tincture, use glycerin.
3: Yeah, uh, I've actually been messing around a bit with, um, with doing some simple syrups, you know, um, doing uh THC simple syrups, doing kind of the Italian uh, soda thing is a really great, uh, really great, easy thing to do, especially if you're, you know, if you're hosting guests or you want to control how much sugar that you're consuming, you know, when people realize how much sugar is in a, in a can of pop, people are like, Oh my God, it's that much sugar. Um, I have been looking actually like as far as uh, infusions are concerned and, uh, and, and the, uh, like as far as bioavailability and extraction and effect uh, and, uh, effectiveness. Um, And I saw actually, you know, for the most part, using butters is probably one of the most common and easy way to do since the THC's is bonding to the fats. But with the, uh, and I pointed it out in one of the videos that I did recently, um, the nano emulsification and kind of the the breakdown of the oils into essentially finer bits of oil and then, uh, you know, essentially whipping them into the water itself and what they're noticing actually they're getting really high extraction, uh, rates on there, actually higher than the, uh, than the glycols that you, that you spoke of. I think they were speaking something of like 90%, 95%, something crazy like that. Um, and also with that, um, that approach as well, uh, they're getting, uh, like, um, people get their lift a little bit sooner. You know, you don't have that hour delay, which, uh, when talking to, you know, friends and family member, people that are interested in consuming, um, uh, edibles and particular beverages are always concerned it's like do I need an hour do i need two hours I don't want to be in the car and freak out and it's like well you know I mean uh with with the nano emulsification like uh like in that tonic beverage um I think we're gonna get more people kind of you know curious you know that the the cannabis curious people a little bit more uh, uh willing to take that step
1: Yeah, definitely will help uh, encourage more people to get involved or at least experiments yeah. with this crazy thing called cannabis but you know uh, i know a lot of my friends are in an industry uh, as tom mentioned that thc is not uh, dissolved by water but that's like the great unicorn right That mm-hmm. like most people like once once you can get this little powder mixture yeah. and, and, and is there a greater potency versus powder versus tink i mean is there a thing i, I don't know cause I'm, I'm not an edible guy
3: um, you know, I, I can't, uh, I don't want to speak, you know, with authority on that. I think it all depends on, you know, one of the big things that that hinges on it is, you know, raw material. You know, what are you using? Are you using the whole plant? Are you using just the flower? You know, um, you know, things like, uh, things of that nature, uh, I think really, really impacts with that. I mean, at a dispensary, you'll certainly see like, you know, a chili powder or something, you know, something of that nature, but you also see legacy people or legacy brands making uh, stuff like that as well, that it's, you know, just as effective. Um, I think it all depends on, you know, what people are willing to put into it, you know, what they're willing to uh, invest in. Um, one of the biggest issues that I think that we all run into when it comes down to the effectiveness of, of cannabis products is, you know, tr- being able to trust, you know, what the end? You know what the end results are going to be. You know yeah. everybody has the uh, you know the uh, the 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 story of a friend who consumed too much, or you consume too much, and you find uh, yourself you know, lying on the friends floor.
2: Blame me for this. Do you have any <laughs> of the friends that blame you guys for it? Because then they'll like they'll be like, remember that one time you gave me that pill and I went to sleep for a weekend. I'm like, look, just because you're a pussy doesn't mean that I need to like hear it. <laughs> And well, I mean, I've had I've had friends blame me for edibles because yeah. I, I remember my, my first scrape with edibles about 2014 when uh, uh-huh. Ginger came back from Steamboat when he was working at, uh, he was a chef over in Steamboat in Colorado, comes back with these bomb ass caramels. I woke up like dead two days later, just dry <laughs> mouth, everything. I'm like, what was that? And then I, I started doing uh, more edibles. But uh, the, these ones here, they, you can't see them very well because my green screen screwing it up. But I guess, I, nope, it's still doing it. But uh, it says that it has this uh, vegan gummies with fact, fast-acting nanomolecular technology. So you were mentioning yeah. something about that earlier. Uh, what yeah. type of machines are they using to make that stuff? Or how like, Can you explain more about that to us?
3: Uh, it's crazy. You can actually buy them on the internet, which I would imagine it would be this, this, this huge machine, but it's, it's tens of thousands of dollars. But, um, essentially what the machine does from what I read is that it's, so when you think of oil and water, it has that kind of round shape, you know, it has a surface tension on there. What Mm -hmm. these machines do is break down the surface tension with steady vibration, and it breaks down those little bubbles into tinier and tinier and tinier, and tinier bubbles until it essentially is dissolved into water. Man. which it's is good. like just like Mickey said is like is the unicorn is right, the thing like, like I mean you're gonna see this stuff in a ton of stuff you know what uh, what's the name of the machine? Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I should have had my notes prepared. All right,
2: <laughs> uh, all right. I think I pulled it up, and then I just have to make sure that I. Uh... Can present it so that everybody and then the people that are also listening at home can have more edification regarding uh, the all-in-one nano stabilizer simplifies making water-soluble CBD and THC. So we're gonna have to like dive in more to this this whole nano stabilizer process. Where yeah, it's it's oh look, it comes with a pricing request, tens of thousands of dollars. You said, yeah, it does even uh, close prices. That's that's yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's I. I I mean, I can post data a check, but, I mean, it's going to be a while before I get one of those. I'm going to get no, one of those resin no, presses it's, first. It's
2: one of those things, though, because people will reach out to me and get in contact with me because of their cannabis beverage dreams as they want to get an infuser license. And I'll explain to them that's fine. Get that infuser license. However, uh, in Illinois, you're not even allowed to make that, I, I would imagine like you have to buy raw material. And so that raw material uh, may be what you put into that. So like, maybe you'd buy the the isolate or the distillate uh, from a cannabis grower, and then you would have to run it through that machine to create your, your products. But the infuser in Illinois uh, is not allowed to be a processor in the sense that uh, that license type is in other States. Damn.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, I, it seems to be a way to kind of create that tiered system that we have, you know, same thing in, in you know, in the beverage world, you know, you can't, you know, you can't directly buy, you can't, elect, you, know, uh, you know, have your your winery in California and have it in Illinois and stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's ups and downs to that kind of approach. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it also it kind of prevents kind of the Amazonification eventually of, you know, of cannabis across the United States when legalization goes like then you can buy product from from any kind of where. So I, I guess I kind of see. I can't wait. The reason. I'm wait. Sorry?
2: Oh, my gosh. I can't <laughs> wait. I mean, like I, I also just need to go to California, go to the Oakland area and then get up in the hills. I mean, I would love to taste some of that outdoor grown stuff. We don't have that in Illinois, you know, um,
3: so. When I was um, when I went out to get my uh, certification, we uh, we drove to Santa Barbara. Cause we're like, oh, let's set up late and go get some wine. And it's like, all right, cool. So we're driving from uh, the valley to Santa Barbara, and we're driving, and I'm like, like what's that smell? It's like it smells like somebody hit a skunk. And my buddy rolls down the window. just a little bit. Like what's going and it's like? And he's like, he sees me smelling in the back, and he goes, like, that's not a skunk, dude. And it's okay. like, I mean, there's just cannabis, just everywhere and it's like whoa and it's like yeah it's like welcome to california <laughs> well, especially that area of
2: california you know it's uh it's famous the world over and it's the Appalachian aspect of it however uh, you mentioned your certification what type of certification did you get
3: uh certified sommelier certified sommelier yeah like um uh to, to go to your point about the uh, uh you know Uh, about the Appalachians, like, I mean, that's really the the future of, uh, I see of cannabis, you know, talking about, you know, mesoclimates and microclimates and all that other kind of stuff, you know, cannabis from Illinois tastes different from cannabis from Iowa, from California, from the Pacific Northwest, you know, that kind of thing, you know, the outdoor growth thing is really going to be, you know, huge revolution. And the organic,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, everybody's weed, Eventually, I could see people looking down on in premium indoor, being like, "Ah, oh, gosh, that stuff tastes the same no matter where you go." Yeah, you can tell. I mean, you have these newts, that thing. You know, it was grown under this. C- it's it's robot weed. Well, it's not really yeah. robot weed. Yeah. But, you <laughs> know.
3: Doesn't uh, doesn't one of the uh, dispensaries have that little like biped robot that goes around and and checks on the weed now? Like Wooden I saw spider. something like that. Wooden like spider. yeah, it's like it's like a little biped. Uh, um, Robot that goes around and turns left and turns right, scans things and sends an alert to whoever to say, you know, this bud's good, this bud's bad.
2: And I was like, well, I've seen conveyors wow, prop rooms. And so, like, you'll see people going from clone to prop into flower, and it's just all on in a, in a conveyor belt. The only time they actually have to touch the plant, well, they prune, of course. But then the only mm-hmm. time they actually have to move the plant is when they chop them and harvest them.
1: Hello. Hey, uh, Chris, uh, we're talking to Green, you know, about your the wine sommelier and the similarities with cannabis. Uh, is there a cannabis sommelier program that you know about? Because the sommelier program is like a very intensive, uh, right? It's kind of like the mafia cartel of like wine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's
3: there- uh, yeah, they keep pretty closed doors when it comes down to that. That's changing right now from once again, some of the internal issues that uh, that the court itself is dealing with. Um as like, as far as the, the court of master sommeliers are concerned, they ignore cannabis. They don't even want to talk about it. They don't acknowledge it. It wasn't open until maybe the last 10 years, maybe, uh, that beer actually finally got, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit more love, a little bit more recor- uh, recognition. Um, as far as a cannabis sommelier concern, concerned, uh, there's a number of academies out there. There's, you know, like the Trichome Institute and, you know, uh, University of Amsterdam and stuff like that, and you can get a really good education when it, com- uh, when it comes down to, you know, the, you know, the science of, of cannabis. And there's a lot of value there. There's a lot of value, but there's no, like, standard by which it's been established. You know, the well, the market itself is so young, you know, yeah. it's, it's on its infancy. It's more like it's toddlerhood.
2: Well, you know, I can tell the the audience and thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of Cannabis Beverages. And we have a on and there absolutely is going to be some type. They call them like a gangier. We're going to have Max Simon from Greenflower on. So uh, we'll have a, a post. We're also going to have um, Dr. Ethan Russo on. So we need to create like pictures of get your questions in to, to Max Simon or get your questions into uh, Dr. Russo. Uh, but they've they've launched this type of sommelier for ganja. I think they're calling it like ganjier as opposed to sommelier. Uh, and and we're going to have to ask him all of those types of questions. They 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 spent several years and Greenflower is you know they they've raised capital. They're I think uh, headquartered somewhere near L.A. and and they have a, a learning platform for the cannabis industry. Uh, and and one of these new ones that they have is and they've partnered with you know because it. They're in cali so they have all these people that have all this information and knowledge uh and they think they've partnered with a lot of those uh, growers and and uh, other people that have wisdom like the people that have gr- graded <laughs> the, the the thing about the the weed smokers that grade the emerald trot not the emerald triangle the emerald cup something like that where these these people that has been maybe they, they're like second generation weed farmers or something they've tasted everything yeah uh and then so that's going to be an interesting course. I'm looking forward to taking it myself just so I can experience uh, more of the, the plant. Speaking of yeah. experiencing more of the plant, you know what it is? 420 somewhere. It's 420 somewhere. Where's my lighter?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously, where is <laughs> my lighter? Man down, man down. <laughs> we have to go old school. Yeah. Oh, shit.
2: Oh, man.
3: Old school indeed.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, Lauren, uh, help me comply with the YouTube standards and practices, please. I don't know how that cloud got in there.
1: I, uh, a bit These reporting. things happen.
2: These things happen. Yeah. It's very cold in here.
1: Yeah. It's very oh, cold. Oh, 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 nice. Yeah. I, I
2: work in a freezer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that, that uh, program actually sounds pretty awesome. I've been... You know, interested in and in stuff like that. Like, I, I like to kind of formal and have a little bit more of a structured uh, education with that. When it comes down to um, taking the uh, sommelier exam, like, there's no, there's no course, there's no coursework or anything like that. It's like, like, so you signed up for the sommelier exam. See you on the date. Good luck. You know, and it's like, you know, go out there and go do it. So, oh there's yeah, no, dude. Like,
0: there's those. So basically there's a huge glaring
2: hole in the Somalia. I just have to like create a, like how to pass a Somalier exam and they don't have any, uh, cause there's every industry, especially when they're fledgling or hot, they have, uh, courses that people can sell. I mean, I just, I just can't yeah. believe that the, this, the Somaliers are just like, here's the test and there's no like textbook.
3: No, no, no. Yeah. It's like, uh, we recommend these, you know, these half dozen books, you know, and, some of these books are just getting down into minutia of, you know, wine appellation, soil composition, stuff like that. And it's like, um, I'm picking level one. I don't know if I really have to know this <laughs> stuff. Like it, it, it's crazy. It's like, and it, it, they just kind of, you know, they kind of force you to overstudy that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, like a, a structured, uh, uh, cannabis, Somalia thing would, would be great. I mean, and, people are curious. People, you know, genuinely want to know about this stuff. I mean, you know, I already know how to drink, you know what I mean? Like, uh, for the most part, like, you know, THC offers something, you know, and, you know, and CBD offers something completely different and a different experience. And I think, you know, we're looking at generations that are more inclined to give it a shot. You know, that step going from CBD to THC may not be that, uh, that big of a step for them, you know, in the same regards, you know, i got people like, like my mom that are like really a brownie that'll help me sleep and it's like yeah mom it's like does it taste like weed and it's like no mom it just tastes like weed like you might actually really enjoy it
1: well i think you have a great point earlier too about how the product the end product uh, the infused or whatever it's always about the source material anyway so the more you know about the flour the more you know about the dirt and how ph in balance and all this stuff reacts i mean i tell the time all the time growing hard like
2: yeah, I got some girls that, are, that you know, I've, right now, and I'm like, oh, man.
3: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I've been uh, noticing. Like, there's a lot of folks that post their grow, and it's like, when it doesn't go well, and it's like, oh, my God, it's devastating. It's like, well, and I get it. I understand.
2: Yeah. But there's so much that you can learn from, like, the growing of the plant. I, I know what mistakes I'm making, but I'm not going to, like, they're autos. I'm not going to dig them out. I'm just not going to use that pot again. You know, it, it doesn't breathe <laughs> enough. And it, and it, yeah. you know, get over and cause lockout. I'm like, all right, well learn that. Then you, you got to check off a lot of boxes as you learn all these things. And it just takes right. you. And so those yeah. growers that have like the decade of experience, flowering rooms of like hundreds, if not thousands of plants, that's the wisdom, man. That is pretty cool. Yeah.
3: Do it, you know, do it like it's The best way to learn about this stuff is do it, you know, uh, to, to, to speak of my education, you know, you know, I got a, a BA and an MBA and, you know, did the certification and all that other kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, okay, fine and dandy. I had all that education that was incredibly expensive. What I'm learning now, you know, and making content and, you know, trying to build, you know, Canabab into something, you know, more complex than just, you know, a number of of reviews. um, I'm finally putting those things, you know, to good work, putting those skills to good work. And in doing so, like, I realized, like, oh, my God, like, you know, that education, you know, learning about how to use a camera, how to edit, you know, how to use music, you know, costume, you know, building scripts, you know, the allocation of funds, you know, to, you know, make sure, you know, each week I can consistently, you know, make content, you know, the, you know, the education is nice. The education is great, but there'll never be anything that's going to replace you putting a seed inside, you know, a bunch of dirt and uh, putting the light on it and being like, "All right, let's see what we can do." Yeah,
2: yeah. Content is uh, fun. Uh, you know, I've been making it now for a few years. Well, Miggy and I have actually been making written content for forever, and then Miggy got into the meme game, uh, and then we got Shadow Band. So if you're tuning in from Facebook.com at FreeTHC, you cannot find that on Facebook. You have to like specifically go there, (laughs) you know, because it's uh, it's one of those deals where I'm hoping that after the Moore Act passes, they'll unlock all these, uh, you know, shadow bans that they have. Because why do they have them anymore? Now they aren't they aren't going to be jeopardized. They're already got the feds up their ass already. Like everybody (laughs) suing Google and Facebook and Amazon right now, every state, at least. And so uh, why are they, you know, shadow banning uh, whole pages or like our page, you this is something you have to navigate. Like they almost shut down our channel. Yeah. You know? Really? Yeah. And we don't and, and
3: this is education. It's not about consumption, you know? I right. mean That's why we have that
2: we can't even have links <laughs> in our episodes. There's no links out. Because the yeah. links to my, my law blog uh, was determined to violate their, their rights or their their Terms and so, uh, yeah, 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 it was something else, man. But that's that's it's a grind.
1: Well, I think you know, uh, it's cannabis is an arbitrary threat to multi industries, right? Like, coming up, hell yeah, once we legalize it for you know, more act, whatever. Uh, what Pabst Blue Ribbon's making CBD now, CBD drinks, uh, mm-hmm. is making CBD drinks. That, yeah, why, yeah. they're, they're, they're deciding, okay, we're not going to make alcohol, we're going to make. Flavored water with CBD in it, essentially. Yeah. So they aren't making yeah. any
2: beer anymore either. Either It's all this flavored seltzer stuff. You can go buy one yeah. from Bud Light and it's going to taste like a candy cane. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> this, Well, it has been 2020, so I guess I shouldn't be too high. <laughs> <deprived. laughs> it's up the, new, it's yeah. the new Zima.
3: It's the new Zima.
1: Oh, yeah. But, but, but uh, you were already.
2: But I'm
3: Constellation. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying that these companies, these alcohol companies, are already trying to split their their market trying to gain both sides of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah I, I just see it, that it's such a threat to like, even in our last show for hemp, you know, material wise, you know, mm-hmm. text uh, yeah. paper, there's a lot of companies in their best interest. Not to see this thing go through.
2: Right. Yeah. No, but I'm going to be doing more content. Cause like, I've been using this stuff. This is weed liquor. And so like, I have been drinking less uh, and like noticeably yeah. less. Like, many drinks less. And so uh, how did I do that? Uh, because like, you can't get, you got to be careful with this stuff, son. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like bourbon. And so like, you got to sip on that stuff for a little bit. Cause like, if you pour yourself a drink and it's going to be like 30 milligrams of THC, that ain't for nobody. I mean, like you have to watch out on that. Uh, otherwise you're going to have one of those bad experiences, like you said, uh, that some people have had. However, if you're trying to get off alcohol uh, you need to do something that can kind of screw you up I mean like alcohol gets you drunk I'm not sure if you've ever been drunk you can often not
3: remember it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's it, it's crazy I mean you know I I have you know good friends of mine that you know used to work in the uh, or used to work in the sales and distribution of, of, of wine and spirits and stuff like that. And when they left, it's like, I just don't drink anymore. I just consume cannabis now. It's just easier. I don't feel awful tomorrow. Like, my body feels better. Like, if I want to run or if I want to work on a project or I want to do something that's not work, like, I can do that. Like, once I'm drunk, I'm drunk and I'm useless to the world kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and it's a very it's a very strange place that we find ourselves in right now. And, and I speak to it on, 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 a number of my episodes, as far as, you know, cannabis and alcohol is concerned and bringing some of those worlds together and stuff like that. You know, the crossfading is something that nobody ever wants to experience, you know, but in the same regards, like, I think, you know, once people, you know, to, to go back to our, all of our earlier points is like, once people get a little bit more comfortable about what they think those, uh, Beverages or edibles are going to be like like they're going to make that change, you know. Alcohol, you know, beverage has had their, their head their has had their head in the sand about cannabis for a, a very very long time. Anybody, um, anybody whose cash oh, yeah. flow
2: doesn't depend on yeah. cannabis, or anybody whose cash flow is dependent cannabis, is continuing to be illegal it's real easy to not pay attention to something. I mean, that's the Upton Sinclair uh, aphorism where, you know, if you want somebody to not understand something, make sure their paycheck depends on that. Uh, and so they don't want to hear about it. They're fine with it being illegal. But, you know, it's, it's interesting in the sense that this stuff here is more, uh, this is like a one-to-one. And so, like, you can you get enough CBD in you, like, at least me, I will sleep. And so that's one of the things that some people have problems with when they're doing edibles and they just have the THC in it. That's usually where you can get too high and you start to get paranoid. And uh, that is not a pleasant thing. That's not like, oh, good night, everybody.
1: No, like, <laughs> oh, everything's terrible, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, Tom, to, to your point about like your friends who say, what the hell was in that cookie? First off, you never recommend eating the whole thing at once. It's always like, I
2: didn't tell you to take that on your way to volleyball. Yeah. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah. But second thing is, you just go, but did you die? But did you die? But did you die? <laughs> <laughs> did you die?
3: Right, perspective, right. perspective. You're still here, you know? Yeah, that's it. Hey. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and I can, we can do that
1: again, you know? I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy it? Don't tell me. Hey, uh, how like... much money do you think
2: White Claw made in 2019?
3: It's uh 1.5 billion dollars Hey, quit cheating, Chris.
2: <laughs> you know, we have a private thing that's back here we can, we can talk to each other in the in the studio as we're going out but Great yeah I, it's gonna be an interesting thing one thing that i'm not sure about though because like you can snob out like on weed and you can on beer and you can on wine like you know with you being a sommelier you know that very well mm-hmm. but i don't like smell wine and go like oh i can definitely get the mere notes Oh my gosh! Like it's it's gassy, and therefore it's going to have that. And the lead, you know, uh, uh, you think that's going to be a thing for like? I mean, like, how come like beer snobs when they smell beer they don't say like, oh, it's this terpene and that terpene? How come weed
3: does that? Um, the the terpene profile, like, so terpenes in in wine and in beer um, impart a different flavor. Um, more specifically. Uh, when you drink uh, wine from France or it's not as warm and the grapes themselves don't get as well developed, it's going to have a green element to it. So Sauvignon Blanc will taste like jalapenos or green peppers. Uh, a Cabernet Sauvignon from California that didn't get as uh, warm as it uh, should have been will be very green, will taste like uh, green bell peppers. Like um, out in Arizona, they have some, uh, um, some wineries out there. And you would think, oh, wow, it's so hot. It would make a very jammy, very full-bodied uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, uh, but it's actually so hot that the grapes themselves develop so fast that it still keeps that that greenness to it. And it's a very indicative thing. So, like, that's when you're talking terpenes in, in wine. As far as beer is concerned, the terpenes that are getting from hops themselves are... Uh, uh myrcene and humulene, and that's why it's always that very unique you know either grass clipping or uh, grapefruit note that you're going to get with it. that's why those ipas you know like reek of of grapefruit it's because it's loaded with myrcene and humulene.
2: oh wow you see but then that's the thing like you know uh, with weed we get nerdy on it and we actually use the technical terms but like with hmm. wine or with anything really, with wine, it's like, oh, it's no, it's, well, it smells like blackberries. They aren't like specifically calling out the terpenes like they do with cannabis. Or like when you smell beer, it's like, oh wow, that like you just said, you use the fruit or the other types of uh, flavor descriptions and not the actual chemical. I wonder why it right. actually gets into the chemicals.
1: Well, I think with marijuana weed, you know, you bring up the word, we're debating about what we call it. Is it cannabis? Is it marijuana? Let alone. Phenotype versus strain. I mean, there's different layers of fucking semantics if you want to get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just because I think of the illegality and the, the us trying to prove that it doesn't kill anybody. Like, like there's all this weighted evidence saying, look, no one's died. But I right. wish that these terpenes could get in there. Like, if uh,
2: if um, White Claw made 1.5 billion in 2019, and I'm not having one. I'm Cali I'm sober over <laughs> here. I just have my. It, it, you know, seltzer it's it's uh, laix like, uh, and so like Laqua, but then these also have like these naturally flavored stuff that's in there and so one of the aspects of cannabis mm. beverages that I'm interested in irregardless of the uh, CBD or THC that you're putting into the beverage are all these things like this stuff is you know so that the terpenes of it and the flavor essences like they do with all the the seltzers that they already have how come I can't like have this one which is, like smells like blueberry muffins you know it's uh are, are they going to have stuff more like that so you could have strain specific seltzers you know oh, there are i drink a seltzer certainly. that tastes like og kush
3: it probably comes down to cost right it's got to come down to cost of raw material i mean the the cost of the uh, of a gram of hops compared to a gram of of cannabis is you know got to be you know significantly you know uh different i mean to put an ounce of cannabis to you know, say you traditionally make a beer, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some really sticky, uh, you know, just cured cannabis flower and dry hop this. Like you can put that inside the uh, inside the uh, the fermentation vessel and do the whole thing, and you'll get extraction, and you'll probably get really really good aromatics on that. Um, that being said, the cost to do that would probably be astronomical. I mean to make a beer now costs about 15 cents if you do it at home to do that you would increase the cost of the you know the beer by i don't know 4 or 5 dollars a piece
2: well i mean I, I, I think that's the reason why
3: the big places don't do it
2: but think about hemp now because i got pounds of it over there like some scarlet and some uh some ACDC and so like you have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's terpene profiles in that hemp that, and they vary, they vary all over the place and they have all, they have some fairly high quality terpenes in there. You know, the only thing that they really don't have, and like this stuff is, is primarily the, the CBD varietal. And so it doesn't have that liability risk when it comes to the, um, the federal laws. But I, I, I don't see any like seltzers that have CBD Except for the ones that have like, you know, uh, they're still flavored like with cherries or they're flavored with like lemon and lime. And it's like $17, a six pack. You can get them and they have 25 milligrams in them each. You can find them at Benny's Beverage Depot. No, they are not a sponsor, but I'm just saying they're, they're out there, but they're like two bucks. And so I'd like to see... How do you flavor this stuff? You know, like how do we extract these terpenes? And then also, how do we infuse those things? So, I guess I'm gonna have to call Sono Mechanics, Industrial Sono Mechanics, to see how much these uh, Oh, yeah, they're from Miami. Nothing from Miami is cheap, unfortunately.
3: Yeah. I'll go thirdsies with you guys, I guess. If we're gonna go in that direction, that would be great. Well, think about yeah, it. I we mean... don't
2: need the infuser license if we're just using hemp, bro. Well, you know. It's
3: true. That's true. I like it. You know, I mean, you're going to a lot more of these CBD beverages are going to be coming out, you know, once people become a little bit more receptive. I mean, I was at Binnie's myself and I saw some uh, some seltzers like I think the flavor content is uh, is really kind of the big kicker on there. People really from what I've gathered from, from from friends and family members is they don't like that cannabis flavor. So it's like, all right, I know like there's CBD elixirs out there.
0: This is but there's
2: like i want to leave i want to I, I get that people say that i don't care i'm not making it for them i'm making it for like the people that love cannabis flavor that's the point it's like well, why did you get that it tastes like weed right it tastes like weed it's good yeah.
1: well have you guys seen hemp water yeah so like i don't understand where that like what's, what's the point CBD of that water? i've seen yeah. CBD water. Well, I've seen it here in our grocery stores. It's just hemp water. I I, I never looked at it like the CBD infused or not. But uh, I've been to a party, though, uh, three times. uh, It was a pre-20 times where uh, they infused uh, the pitchers of water uh, with terpenes. Because, I mean, that's what cannabis, that terpene profile you're talking about, right? Right. Terpenes are found everywhere. Lavender, uh, uh, liminal, right? Uh, These are all going to be the same smell, same experience, same nostalgia. Uh, uh, now, I don't know where this guy sourced his terpenes from because they can come from China and some stuff that I would hope wasn't from, but, I got uh, but I'm just saying, like, it's kind of already out there, right? We can make a cocktail of terpenes and try and simulate because that was the thing. He One was Blue Dream, and when I drank it, it tasted just like Blue Dream. Another one was, uh, 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 fuck, I forget what it was, but I was just like, wow, this tastes like weed. Like, yeah, but like <laughs> people that like weed like the
3: taste of weed.
1: Yeah. Hey, another,
3: yeah, that's kind of yeah, the point, it's isn't
1: that. it? It's
3: you know, like as a former smoker, like uh, as uh, a cigarette smoker, like I see a lot of people with their vaporizers, and it, it smells like strawberry bubble gum. And it's like, but like you know, the tobacco is kind of put, kind of the point, guys. Like you're kind of missing out. Like you got to have the sting. Without the sting, what are we doing here? You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. To I mean, they're just addicted to nicotine. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a fun part, but um, to go back to your to your point about CBD beverages and THC beverages, um, Constellation Brands, who owns uh, Corona, um, you know the Prisoner wines, you know all those Dave Finney wines, um, Kim Crawford stuff like that, they got almost 40 percent uh, stake in Canopy Growth, like. They have every intention of turning this into a thing very, very soon. Yeah, but
1: Canopy
2: Growth is a a cannabis company that just has magical powers to lose money. I would not want to be (laughs) in a contract with Canopy Growth. They'd be like, wait, so we're going to take off, right? No, actually, we're going to have to declare super bankruptcy. Like, as soon as it's legal, we are gone. We can't declare bankruptcy until they legalize it. But then after that, sure, then we'll we'll, – would you like to buy some more stock, and then they just try to, <laughs> try to raise some more money? Yeah,
3: right. I, I think like they're more effective in Canada itself, right? Where I think the 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 industry, you know, the cannabis industry itself, has been doing a bit better than what we're doing since it's legal everywhere. Yes, oh, no, no, not so much.
2: Oh no, no, Canada did the opposite. They made they like they screwed up. They just grew way more weed than there was uh, demand. And so like America has more demand than we have weed. Uh, and so like we're we're changing that. But like Canada overshot and then I think they're trying to export and stuff now. But I mean it it, and it's probably gonna get back to to normal. But like everybody who was like a CEO of a cannabis cannabis a CEO of a Canada cannabis company, I hate that. Fricking Canada. uh and so they, they, Canada, they've all yeah. been fired they've all been they, they're on to a different one right now and yeah <laughs> if you really want to like look at a bad balance sheet go get uh canopy growth and, and check that out yeah
1: hey tom uh, nicholas if you're still out there uh he's curious if you can tell more about the illinois laws and license concerning edibles
2: yeah, that's right. That's that's your infuser license. But then you need to take your raw material. And then what's that raw material? And then, of course, if you only have that infuser license and you can't access that raw material, because, for example, uh, the person who's growing it gets also the infuser license. So, like, if you get a craft grow, you also are an infuser. And because of that, uh, very few people actually apply to be an infuser. And then you have to also think through it. It's like, hey, can I have uh, your your weed? No but I can't make my own extract,
0: sorry.
1: But that's what we have here sure. in Washington too. We have a lot of, uh, in these uh, non-vertical, all horizontal. Right. That's what they do, they're outsourcing a lot of that product. Uh, but I, I don't think that'd be a good business model because now you're just, I mean, unless I had a consistent quality with a good farm, I wouldn't put my name on anything, you know, or at least try to be consistent with product once a month. It just seems like just, yeah.
3: Break the gatekeepers.
1: Well, you know, having, well, yeah. yeah. So the, the license
2: that you really want in Illinois was the craft grower one. It's why it was so expensive and such in high demand, because then you have everything in the sense that you can grow it and you can also create your infusion. So you'd be able to, you know, strain specifically make that, that beverage or, you know, very often what actually happens is the, the trim goes into the extractor or the crops that you fuck up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, hoping for legalization. I mean, I read an article uh, uh, some time ago about um, how California growers, uh, cannabis growers are disco- or uh, wine growers are discovering it's cheaper and less of an environmental impact to grow cannabis. Like farmers don't give a damn what they grow. They just want to make sure that they can keep their farms and keep, you know, food on their tables. Like, like, once you know we get legalization on a much bigger level, and there's interstate commerce with all of that, you know, yeah. hopefully the price of cannabis like, will come down.
2: That that weed that's grown out there in those Appalachians in the Emerald Triangle, for example, outdoor in that sun, carried by those those organic farmers, that's it. There's just that gram, like that's its season, like you know. And so yeah. I get just the the sound of that export market going to California. Right there. And then if, if Mexico gets its act together and finally actually legalizes it and then we legalize it, that, that would be a, a great thing for those farmers and the stuff would fly off the shelves. I mean, I would buy it and I would pay a premium for it, especially if it has that little appellation. It's like the same thing with Bordeaux, you know?
3: But yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean the best place, I mean, as far as we can tell right now, I mean, there's not a lot of information out there, but I mean there's a reason why California is a tremendous place to, you know, to to grow wine It's their their climate. They have so many different climates out there. They have the Appalachian of California or however, you know, whatever else, Lake County or Napa County or whatever. Great. Awesome. You know, I mean, maybe one day we'll be talking about, you know, you know, flood basin, you know, Illinois flood basin weed and how good it is because of, you know, silt deposits or something like that.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. it's a big plant. And so like that, that Illinois soil right there might really, really lend itself to a particular type of uh, crop that you would grow for fiber. Or a crop that you might grow for some type yeah. of industrial purposes, but maybe not necessarily those flowers. Simply because those flowers, like that, you really want to keep it between like seventy and eighty, and then like you want that humidity of particular, you know, uh, setting. And that's one of the reasons why you know there's just these these little pockets. And that's if you if you're just tuning in and you want to make a bazillion dollars in real estate in the next ten years, uh, find all the pockets in the world that are similar to. Uh, that that area in California or in Colombia, uh, and then buy those and put weed farms there.
1: What about, what about like if it does legalize? Do you do you see like wine growers becoming like a Martha Vineyards of cannabis now? Like just switching up their crops, saying all right.
3: Certainly, certainly. I mean, it, of course, naturally it depends. You know how far they're into the game right now. I mean, you know, um, you know, ask uh, Gavin Newsom. Like he is the prince of the plump jack you know, winery empire. Like, they ain't never going to change away from wine. They make too much money off of it. You know, if you're a smaller operator in, in uh, you know, Sonoma County, Napa County, you know, Mendocino, wherever, Central Coast, like, and it's like, hey, you know, switch over, you know, this might be a family operation, but we can, you know, increase your your profit margins by 30%, they'll be like, rip them, let's do it.
2: No, think about the uh, the cost of doing business. A winery ain't cheap. But growing weed outside in the right climate and then you have like a barn to hang it uh, and then some some things to make sure that your cure isn't fucked up and all that. You know, you're going to need some equipment, but way less
1: space. Yeah, space, space, right? Like storage for the drying, the curing storage for the transit uh,
2: during the finished product. I mean, like if you were making raisins, for example, as opposed to wine. So like you have to do all that Mm -hmm. processing to get it into wine. And then you have to do that aging to get it into wine. It'd be like more like if you were gonna be a hash maker. Um, right. so there be or like a processor. There's just more like there's just more labs. I mean, like there's just more yeah. equipment that you need to to carry out your business.
3: Right, right. I mean, we're talking, you know, crushers, you know, that cost, you know, tens of thousands of th- dollars, fermentation tanks that cost tens of thousands of dollars that you have, you know, a dozen of. You know, an oak barrel that costs you $225 a piece. You know, that's only a couple cases of wine right there. Like, a cost of a bottle is $2. A cost for a container for cannabis in it is a nickel. You know, your cost. Paper bags are Way crazy. down.
2: Of course, you're not allowed to use paper bags. I said paper bags are cheap. <laughs> right. But you're not allowed to use
1: paper bags. <laughs> yeah. well, and hash-shakes don't have taxes. I'm just Well, saying. do
2: you think that when we do have the cannabis beverages – that you know because like they don't do it for alcohol but they might do it for weed because like for alcohol you know it's it's the same can like this was a miller light and as opposed to a la croix it would be the same like click it's open you know it's not like oh my gosh those are for 21 year olds and up only you have to make that a child-proof alcohol container no that's not fucking there and so like uh is that going to be a thing for weed drinks though it's going to be like hey Hey, it's too easy to drink this. You need to make this a child proof. So, like, you have this weird, stupid unlocking mechanism so that you can get at something that can't kill you and is safer than alcohol.
3: Crazy how that worked out. I mean, I have, a, I, I did an episode where I uh, did the uh, PBR seltzer and, like, I literally had to spray it into a can. Like, you can't, like, drink it. Like, you can't, like, Shotgun it or something like that. Like the 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 hole in the top is so small that you like you either have to drink it really really slow or you have to spray it into a can. It, it's wow. it's craziness. I you know I guess you know drink you, you can shotgun a beer you know you can drink alcohol you know any foolish way that you want. But cannabis on the other hand, take it real slow. That's you stuff know, will rock you your you brain. It.
1: They're just looking out for yeah. you, man. They're just looking out for you. I, I'm from <laughs> right.
3: the government, right? I'm here to help. Right. <laughs> Don't consume too much CT, uh, THC, but shotgun that beer. Can yeah, I yeah, you right. yeah. in, uh,
2: if you put that weed into the beverage and you try to drink that weed, no, 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 no. Right. Weed is not for drinking. What you need to do is you need to get a lot of grain. And then we're going to mill that grain. We're going to mix it with some water <laughs> to unleash some sugars, pour some yeast in there. And then we're going to boil that. And after that, we're going to let it sit for a bit. And then we're going to drink it. Get that plant out
3: of here. <laughs> You know, right, a, right, exactly.
1: Yeah, like all the, the beer games, like Spencer Gifts, the beer bongs. Like, I mean, you know, and, beer bongs. And a long Freaking time beer ago, bongs. yeah, but a long time ago, you couldn't walk into a glass shop and be like, uh, can I have a water pipe? Please? Get out,
2: get out. This, this, this is for tobacco
3: only, narc. <laughs> Seriously, uh. yes, I've been kicked out of my head, uh, or my, uh, my, uh, share head- of pot shops and head shops, you know, like it, it, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I mean, it's just the perspective, you know, that people have, you know, people that consume THC and like, and that's one of the main tenets, actually of my channel itself is that, you know, it's like, Hey, like I consume THC. I hold down a job. I create content. I script things. I, you know, I do my adult life kind of things. I'm a dude just like you. But if I came home and had two scotches, you wouldn't have within a thing. day. I come home and I, you know, I have a joint, and it's like, oh, like, you know, won't somebody please think of the children? You well, know, especially like,
2: considering right? where you're this, coming from, Chris. Uh-huh. You're, you're broadcasting from the birthplace of Jack Benny, Waukegan, Illinois. And so uh, that's really close to the border of Wisconsin, right?
1: I think the man just got him, dude.
2: Oh, the man got him.
1: The, hate when the man uh-oh. gets
2: Oh, nope. you Honestly, they know.
3: See? <laughs> see, they know. See, they know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm essentially Wisconsin right now, um, which is unfortunate. Like I say, uh, it's uh, where I live is inconvenient from everywhere. Um, though I have been in Peoria, I have gotten lost in Peoria uh, multiple times, drove the wrong way down 74 and then looped all the way around.
2: <laughs> yep. Peoria is fine. I'll be here for a bit.
3: <laughs> Peoria precisely. Waukegan's fine. It's like, Chris, it's like being thank in the you so much, in you know oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for
1: having me, guys. Uh, Where can you go to find and follow what you got going on at Canabev?
3: Uh, so uh, just enter Canabev on your YouTube, and I am at Canabev on Instagram, and I'm working on a Facebook for Canabev um, as we speak, actually.
1: Awesome. Right. Thank you so much for joining us again, and thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you on Wednesday.